ಜನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯೋರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯೋರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಿ ಗೋರ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಗಾಬು ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಿ ಗೋರ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ರೆ ಹರೆ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ 
ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತಸ್ವಾಮಿಶಿಲಪ್ರೂಪಾಕೀಜಯಮಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದಪರಮಹಂಸ
श्री नारद मुनि सेन इति दस उक्वा सेइंग आदिभावा लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा द ओरिजिनल लिविंग क्रिएचर विथिन दिस यूनिवर्स देवा द प्रिंसिपल डेमिगॉड बक्सित अंगम इरण्य कशिपूस बॉडी विच एड बीन ऑलमोस्ट कंप्लीटली ईटन पीपी लखई बाय द एंड्स कमंडलू फ्रॉम द स्पेशल वाटर पॉट इन द हैंड्स ऑफ लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा जलेना बाय वाटर आक्षाद स्प्रिंकल्ड दिव्येना विच वाज स्पिरिचुअल नॉट ऑर्डिनरी अमोहा विदाउट फेल राधसा उस पावर ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाय इस डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति बदन तो सामिश्ले प्रोपाद प्रोपाद की ट्रांसलेशन श्री नारद मुनि कंटिन्यूड After speaking these words to Hiranyakashipu, Lord Brahma, the original being of this universe, who is extremely powerful, sprinkled transcendental, infallible spiritual water from his kamandalu upon Hiranyakashipu's body, which had been eaten away by ants and moths. Thus he enlivened Hiranyakashipu. Purport: Lord Brahma is the first created being within this universe. and is empowered by the supreme lord to create tene brahma hridaya adikavaye the adi deva or adi kavi the first living creature was personally taught by the supreme personality of godhead through the heart there was no one to teach him but since the lord is situated within brahma's heart brahma was educated by the lord himself lord brahma being especially empowered is infallible in doing whatever he wants This is the meaning of the word amoga radasa he desired to restore iranyakashipu's original body and therefore by sprinkling transcendental water from his water pot he immediately did so om agyana timirandasya gyananjana shalakaya चक्षुन्मीलिताीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित भूतले स्वयं कदाम ददाती स्वदा वंदेहम श्रीगुरश्रीयुतापदकमल श्रीगुरुन्वैष्णवांश श्रीगृजात सखगणारघुनाता सजीव साद्वैत सवदूत पिजना सगित कृष्णचैतन्यदेवराधापादगना ललिता श्री विशाकान्वितुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी ऋषवाणुश्रुतदेवी प्रणमा हरिप्रि वंचकलतरूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम जय श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभूनिनंदीअदाधारीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ृष्णवाट But anyway, it doesn't make much difference. <laughs> um, uh, 
Hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal. So here, after much austerity, so we're going <coughs> to discuss from the purple a little bit and then we're going to see about austerity today. So if you see, Hiranyakashipu was planned to become immortal and then he, he did this austerity of staying in one toe and for many years without drinking. Practically speaking, he has lost everything, only the bones were left and it is covered by the antil. And when Brahma came, he revived him and he gave the body. And when Brahma was asked, what do you want? Then Hiranyakashipu said, I want to become immortal. So this is the whole chapter. But then uh, Brahma said, you know, even me, even though I'm living for millions of years, but I'm not immortal. I'm going to die. So it's like exactly like if you're standing, for example, you want to get something and you're standing in a queue for a long time. And uh, you spend a lot of hours and things like that. You stand and the end of the counter you go and then you find out that this is the wrong queue. You feel miserable. Like, you know, then you don't want to go out of that place, so you want to get whatever. Suppose you want some meal or something and you're standing in line and then you said, oh sorry, this is not the counter you have to stand, you have to go to the other counter. Then you'll, you'll, what you'll do is, you'll try to get something from that counter because just to justify your long hours of standing. Okay, give something, whatever, you know, doesn't, you don't like it, but what to do. So similarly, here Hiranyakashipu was doing this austerity, but he is not aware that he cannot become God. So this is a classic example of doing austerity in ignorance. Because you don't have any scriptural knowledge, neither you have any guidance, and you don't know what to do. So Hiranyakashipu was devastated in that sense because he thought he can become God. Why? Because this, this, this um, idea of notion that just by austerity I can become God, that was his idea. Why? Because all the demigods and the God, they are powerful, they killed his brother. So the whole idea of austerity is that I want to kill someone and revenge. So we see this uh, in Bhagavad Gita, there is a definition of a demon. There is a definition of demon. So let us read the definition of demon that exactly matches Hiranyakashipu. This is in 17th chapter Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Seventeen five and six. Ashastra vihitam goram tapyanta e tapog janaha dambahankara samyukta kamaraga balanvitaha karshayanta sarirastam bhuta gramam achetasaha mam chaivanta sarirastam tam vidim asura nishchayan. Translation Those who undergo severe austerities and penances not recommended in the scriptures, performing them out of pride and egoism, who are impelled by lust and attachment, who are foolish and who torture the material elements of the body as well as the super soul dwelling within are to be known as demons. So we can see clearly matching that Hiranyakashipu was torturing his body for what? To kill someone. And the motivation to, ha to commit or do the austerity is attachment or lust or greed or pride. And this kind of austerity and penances is not recommended in the scriptures. 
he is not only torturing his body but also the super soul within so we can see that this is performed basically on the modes and this is more interesting and it's also insulting to hiranyakashipu that hiranyakashipu did this austerity and he want to become immortal somehow he managed to manipulate and by different way of means he want to get boon from brahma he got it and then when he got prahlad and he understood that prahlad want to he is a servant of vishnu he want to kill prahlad and then he put prahlad in different situations and scenarios by poison or by elephant by snake by trampling all become all his attempt become unsuccessful and he must be in a dilemma that i want to become immortal but here is a person whom i want to kill but he is not killed so that actually fury make furious right like someone got it without doing any austerity <laughs> the thing which you wanted so it becomes more uh, insulting to hiranyakashipu that makes him more angry and he want to immediately kill with a sword his own son and guess what prahla says hiranyakashipu asks where did you get this power which is i want this i i was thousands of years i did the austerity just to become immortal and you mere five year old boy you did it and this is very amazing where did you get this from i got it from vishnu so it's like um, uh, that's that's the greatest insult actually if you really see but then austerity if you see uh in bhagavad gita they divide this austerity of the body of the mind and of the speech you perform austerity of the body austerity of the mind and the austerity of the speech what is the austerity of the speech come on now by this time the shloka should have finished correct very good so which verse is that you tell me 17 my 15 sorry i was searching in 18 chapter <laughs> good girl i was testing you <laughs> anyways austerity of the speech uh, consisting in speaking words that are truthful pleasing beneficial not agitating others also in regularly reciting vedic literature and austerity the body consists in worshiping the supreme lord the brahmanas the spiritual master superiors like the father and mother and cleanliness simplicity celibacy and non violence and satisfaction simplicity gravity self control and purification of one's existence are the austerities of the mind even though this austerity is given but austerity the good part is austerity is not part of 64 anga of devotional service hmm. there is a eligibility for devotional service the eligibility of devotional service is mentioned in nectar of devotion in two areas in the um, they speak about in third chapter and also in the second chapter the eligibility is that one should have attraction to devotional service or attraction to krishna uh, even though that comes from the execution of devotional service 
So you get attracted to Krishna and you do perform devotional service. If you perform devotional service, you get attraction to Krishna. So, but it's cyclic in nature. But then, it is all started by the causeless mercy of a devotee who actually engaged in some sort of service a living entity which is wandering in the material world. By the costless mercy of a devotee, one gets a Bhakti Latha Beach by the mercy of Krishna. Then one performs devotional service which is eternal in nature. And then one continues the devotional service life after life. But then uh, there is an interesting eligibility is given that even uh, one may maintain a fruitive mentality, something he wanted, or even may be attracted to material things, but still one can perform devotional service, one can do devotional service. It is like this, that you can be perfect in your material life, you can be perfect in material life, and you don't have any attraction to serve Krishna, that is the most unfortunate situation. But you have all the attraction in the material world, that you want to enjoy the material world, you want to live a life of big size, you have, want to do perform sense gratification, but still you have little bit attraction to devotional service, you are in a fortunate condition. Because, <coughs> what, what you will get by um, by performing your duty or you are performing your Varnashram Dharma or having a good wealth or family, you will not get anything but little bit of attraction, very tiny, even though you can be Ayurene uh, Kashipu, I would say, but you have little bit attraction to devotional service. You are in a much, much better position because your life of spirituality have already started. And this is eternal, and it's eternal means it's going to continue. Swalpa alpasya dharmasya trayato mahato bayat. There is no loss or diminution in this path. And you can be saved from the greatest danger. The greatest danger is losing one's human form of life. So the austerity is not, so in that case, only thing, one should not have renunciation, one should not be very much inclined to renunciation. That comes a disqualification for devotional service because renunciation or too much austerity will make one heart very dry. And he will not develop any kind of attraction or emotion towards Krishna or devotees. That becomes obstacle. Now, coming to austerity again, no one likes austerity. That's a fact of life and that's a reality of the material world. Right? We've been working very hard to make comfortable in our sense gratification. Right? We used to sweep floor, then what happened? That changed to a vacuum cleaner, no need to sweep. Then now you see, I've seen, I went to one, uh, one person's house. Early morning, some vacuum cleaner sound was coming. So I thought, okay, maybe early morning cleaning. Then I came out, there was some robot. It was going around. It comes to your leg and take blessing also, and then goes. <laughs> you don't have to just have a switch button. It does the vacuum, it does the mopping. Everything now switch, right? Like you want to go home, you have a mobile. You can switch on your courtyard light, you can switch on your air condition, you can switch on your, you know, water kettle also maybe, you can switch on your heater, everything in the button. Who want austerity? Huh? That, is austerity. that is austerity? Yeah. <laughs> but that austerity is not taking us anywhere. So austerity means no one wants, don't want to do any austerity. Our austerity in Krishna Consciousness is, which Prabhupada mentioned in Nectar of Instruction, is simple living and high thinking. This is our austerity. But people want high living 
no thinking <laughs> we had a we had a class on this and then the speaker was speaking on the subject matter and then one student asked the question simple thinking high living can it be like high living i thinking <laughs> that we have all the facility and comforts of our sense gratification everything still be krishna consciousness huh? it's tough you know krishna knows actually uh, krishna knows whom to give facility and you know because no one no one we are we are focused no one pro- don't want to perform austerity but then unknowingly they do perform austerity in material prosperities in order to get something they perform austerity yeah. but simple living high thinking simple living prabhupada says that all you need is a small land and a cow <laughs> that's all you need to live life a small plot of land to get your grains and then the cow which gives you milk that's it or otherwise we may not have a land we may not have cow in this age one has to live a life where is soul and body has to be together and what is required for that he has to perform activity so we cannot say one should avoid completely sense gratification at the same time one cannot say okay uh, fully indulge in it so we can understand with this analogy prabhupad mentioned in ishopanishad is analogy of temperature of the body there has to be a certain level of temperature in your body in order to maintain life which is 97.5 or 97.6 suppose if someone comes and increase the temperature and it's like sense gratification and if someone comes and tells okay do more sense gratification is basically increasing your body heat oh it's 103 increased to 107 it's good more is good so that basically is death and if someone says no you have to completely stop everything don't do anything just reduce it so if someone is reducing below 97 that is also bad so you have to maintain an optimum level of temperature in your body to live life similarly you need to perform sense gratification of course regulated sense gratification in order to maintain your body and soul together why for high thinking not probably the high thinking means people are they are taxing their brain so that they can have big skyscraper big uh, cinema theaters mall uh, big facility where there is no uh, four regulated principles are not followed our high thinking is that we use our human form of life to inquire about the absolute truth so our simple living is to maintain the body and soul together and our high living i thinking is one has to enquire about the um, absolute truth atato brahma jigyasa this is the first aphorism of the vedanta sutra that one question about is existence in this material world one questions about how can perform um, the ultimate good for oneself and for all that's a real austerity that simple living and high thinking that we follow we we follow the four regulatory principle yeah, and then we chant our austerity is can be some to this rule and regulation there is one rule and one regulation only that one has to always think of krishna and never forget krishna every rule has to be a servant of this rule everything it comes to this level that one has to remember krishna this is the essence of sadhana bhakti we are performing sadhana bhakti 
and our the essence of the sadhana bhakti is some or other one has to fix his mind in krishna some or other one has to think about krishna this is the essence why we are doing what we are doing why the rules we follow why we perform austerity why we get up early in the morning why we avoid certain things in our eating or why we um, read or everything comes to this that when you have to remember krishna if our life is molded in such a way then we can able to perfect the sadhana bhakti which is always thinking of krishna obviously this sadhana bhakti will leads to raganuga the sadhana bhakti will leads to raganuga when suppose when performing our devotional service and we are performing austerity in devotional service which is basically chanting hari krishna 16 rounds minimum and following four regulatory principle this is our austerity right our austerity is that you come you chant you dance and you have feast day after day if you can do that then your life is perfected but this impetus someone is always reminding in the sadhana bhakti you perform regulative principle that all the activities of sadhana bhakti under the guidance and the supervision of the bona fide spiritual master right we've been reminded to do chanting we've been reminded to follow four regulative principle we've been reminded to read bhagavatam we've been reminded to hear lecture someone is after us in our improvement of spiritual life which is actually the greatest benediction and a fortunate situation for a conditioned soul but no one likes it no one like if someone coming and telling you what you should do right because our previous anathas and conditioning we don't like that but this is the most fortunate condition that one can able to perform devotional service under the guidance of the spiritual master in the association of a devotees but then that impetus which is coming from outside it actually changes to inside if your impetus to perform devotional service coming from inside then you are moving to raganuga bhakti that no one is asking you to get up for mangalarti no one is asking you to finish your rounds no one is asking you to tell you that you know you have to eat only prasadam no one is asking you that you should offer prasadam to krishna or bhoga to krishna first before you eating so all these activities when is changing from external impetus to internal then you are progressing in your devotional service that's how you can measure so this devotional service and and, and the austerity so in uh, bhagavatam the question the sages ask that what is the essence what is the essence of all the scriptures just tell us the essence of all the scriptures and the essence of all the scripture is that you perform devotional service when you perform devotional service you get knowledge and renunciation why if you ask why renunciation is not stressed or why austerity is not given as a part or anga of devotional service because when you perform devotional service you will automatically develop renunciation in your heart it's a, it's a example is given that when you are hungry when you are eating you will become happy you will become nourished and you will um hunger is satisfied all three happen simultaneously you become you become satisfied you become happy you get nourished and your hunger is satisfied similarly when you perform devotional service when you perform devotional service you can able to perceive the supreme lord you can become happy at the same time you will get detached from the material things 
so your performance of devotional service will develop some kind of attachment to krishna at the same time that will proportionately develop some detachment towards the material things you will develop some detachment so they don't focus on detachment as such because it's a byproduct of devotional service so you don't have to focus on in fact you don't have to focus on knowledge which is uh, revealed to a devotee by performance of devotional service so here we can see in this purport tene brahma hridaya adikaveye that the supreme lord actually revealed to brahma even though the initial path which brahma took in order to understand is was austerity he performed thousands of year in austerity and he want to find the root cause of his lotus he want to understand what is there right then finally the lord actually said you have to meditate on the supreme lord he did performance austerity on the supreme lord then the lord revealed everything in his heart and this kind of knowledge which is revealed is about the knowledge of devotional service and about krishna and krishna's paraphernalia not a mundane knowledge don't think that if a devotee you know he becomes a devotee that he knows everything no he is not that kind of knowledge someone also asked challenge prabhupad not exactly that someone asked you know everything can you tell how many some coconuts or something in the tree or something so one should understand it's not that a devotee means he is knowledgeable yes he is knowledgeable to the degree that he can perform devotional service to krishna that knowledge is revealed that transcendental knowledge is revealed to the devotee because of devotional service and his renunciation is developed in the heart austerity is developed in the heart because of devotional service because we are not interested in austerity and we are not interested in knowledge we are not jnana yogis we are not jnanis neither we are not yogis get jnanis are interested in the knowledge mental speculation about the absolute absolute truth right and the yogis are interested in austerity jnana karmaadi anavrutam anukulena krishnanu silanam jnana karma aadi so jnana means which is free from knowledge of impersonal liberation or mental speculation or philosophical speculation which is not leading to krishna which is ultimately leading to the merging of impersonal brahman that kind of knowledge has to be free free from one should be free from that kind of knowledge and then um, karma fruitive activity fruitive mentality and adi is interesting swarupa so goswami when he explains a pure devotional service he include jnana karma adi karma adi this adi which includes renunciation which includes yoga yogic um, you know gymnastics and every, everything because this only makes you dry this makes you only hard hearted it will not give you a compassion neither a submissive attitude to perform devotional service the attitude of a sadhaka or a devotee which actually determine the advancement in devotional service this is rupa goswami's instruction in the preface of both nectar of instruction and the and the nectar of devotion uh, the attitude is that has to be a servant of the servant one has to control his senses and mind that's the attitude hmm? that only develop one has some inclination for devotional service not for renunciation or austerity so even though austerity is not mentioned in the path of devotional service but in order to come to goodness one needs to perform austerity so it's like um um ultimately one has to give up austerity but to get to that level one has to perform austerity austerity is like uh, in order to give up continue completely the the materialistic activities or varnashram dharma 
one has to perform Varnashram Dharma. Because Varnashram Dharma, goal of Varnashram Dharma is to make you spiritual, not perfection in material life. But in order to, in order to get to that level, one has to perform one's Swadharma or duty. So that is a purification. One has to do it. So similarly, one has to come to mode of goodness. And this is recommended in Bhagavad Gita, that one has to come to mode of goodness to, in order to transcend the modes. Hmm? So it's like one has to come to the edge of the bridge in order to cross the bridge. Or one has to come to the airport in order to fly in the plane or get out of the place. Similarly, certain level of austerity that we discussed, that, 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 that austerity is simple living and high thinking. When has to perform. Why? So that he can develop some devotional service and perform sadhana bhakti. And ultimately, he can give up all kind of uh, uh, struggle or renunciation unless he has developed complete attraction to Krishna. Unless until one has to follow certain rules and regulation, one has to follow this austerity, one has to perform devotion, one has to um, get up early, everything is required. So I'll just stop here and see if anyone has any question or comments or correction on what we discussed today. Yes, Krishna. Yes. Thank you, Prabhuji, for the really nice and interesting class. So I had a question that you're talking about the renunciation, but when you do it in excess, it becomes too dry and you don't have any love for the Lord or something like that. So where do we like keep like a checkpoint so that our renunciation is not going to less or too much? Hmm. So you have to see, first of all, our priority is devotional service. Anything which can affect our devotional service, then we say no. We renounce. If someone offering you something, right? If it's not offered to Krishna, we say no. We renounce those things, right? If it is not conducive for our devotional service, we renounce actually. That is our... So we, we chose Krishna every time. Then uh, we don't have to worry. And if we, want, if we don't know whether I should do this or not, then we take guidance from devotees. Right? So then it's easy. Then they will tell, okay, you shouldn't do this. This is not going to help you in your devotional service. So that becomes easy. So we just follow the guidance. It's not that after perfection one should not take guidance. No, it's always there. Rupa Goswami says, Satovriti, that you follow the footsteps of the previous acharyas. They've always given the what should we do, what should not. So we, we're not imitating or we're not overstepping, but we are just following them and we take guidance in, from devotees. If you're not able to make decision whether I should renounce or accept, but general principle is we avoid four regulative principle. We should not, we, we mean we follow four regulative principle to avoid all the four things. And then we mainly is we can able to chant Hare Krishna. So we, we, we see, we know simple that I be, I be able to chant Hare Krishna, I will to do some devotional service, then it's good. If anything is affecting that, then we should uh, introspect or ask someone, this is what happening, I'm not able to chant. I'm not able to follow four regulative principles, then you have to continuously uh, work on that. Thank you. Yes, I agree. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the nice class, Prabhuji. Prabhuji, you said uh, detachment is a byproduct of devotional service. Yeah. Um, but we have seen that like after, even after devotional service, we still have attachment for some things. So how, how can we understand that, Prabhuji? So performing in devotional service, still we have attachment. That means we are performing devotional service in a mixed fashion. There is devotional service, there is pure devotional service, and then there is mixed devotional service. So Rupa Goswami gives explanation of pure devotional service. And then, and he also explains about Bhagavad Gita, that four kinds of people come with mixed devotional service, that they have some kind of ulterior motive. So, Rupa Goswami says, 
that you have to perform devotional service without any motive and without any interruption. So, so that does not mean that, okay, one should not come with mixed. Yes, you perform a devotional service with attachment, not to Krishna, but something else. But eventually, that will go away by association of pure devotees. So, if you perform a devotional service, and if you are attached to something which is not conducive, you associate more with some pure devotees. Uh, like Srila Prabhupada, reading books of Srila Prabhupada, hearing lecture of so many spiritual masters come here, so many senior devotees come there, you associate with them. Then uh, your um, inclination towards that attachment actually weakens because of their association. Right? So, uh, the association of Narada Muni uh, with uh, Bhakti Vedanta, uh, even though he was a small boy, is, he was not attracted to any playing things, he was not attracted to many things, he was focused and he wants to know the Lord. So, in our condition, we just have to increase our association of pure devotees and uh, that way our mixed bhakti will convert to pure bhakti. Hare Krishna. Yes, Sivya. Hare Krishna. That was a nice class. Um, you were talking about the temperature example and how regulated sense gratification is requi required for our living. But, oh, yeah. but we hear in lectures that sense gratification and bhakti cannot go together. So how can we understand this? And why is regulated sense gratification required? Um, so... <coughs> You have to see sense gratification in two, maybe in two lenses. One, in order to maintain the body, right? We have to eat, we have to sleep, um, we have to take care of the body, we take care of the senses, right? So, why? So that you can able to perform bhakti. So that way it's okay. But if you're only performing sense gratification in terms of enjoyment, then it's a problem because Bhoga Aishwarya Prasaktanam what is that verse? Yeah. What is it? Full verse. Okay, good. Who knows the verse? Yes, Mataji. <laughs> Say in the mic. Bhaktaram yanga tapasam sarva loka maheshwaram Surdam sarva bhutanam yatmamam shantim richati That is not the verse, this is a different verse Bhoga aishwarya prasaktanam Let's just say the sum Bhoga aishwarya prasaktanam Thyapratashachayasam Vyavasatmika buddhi samodana vidyate in the minds of those who are too attached to sense enjoyment and material opulence and who are bewildered by such things, the resolute determination for devotional service to the Supreme Lord does not take place. So, if you are too much into sense gratification, then you will not have any space to think about Krishna. You are always thinking about sense gratification. That is a problem. Right? But, if you are, have to do certain things because you are in material body, you need to take care of the body. So, two days before Prabhupada's quote was there, you need to take care of the health and work hard for Krishna. This is our motto. Two days back his quote was there. So, we need to even, you know, sometimes uh, health comes first so that you can able to chant, you can able to perform devotional service, you can come from Anglati, you can do all other service. Right? In order to take care of the health, we need to take care of our body. So we need to do some sense gratification, like sleeping. Right? Certain amount of sleep is required. Certain amount of food is required. Certain amount of recreation is required. Certain amount of... Right? So in Bhagavad Gita, uh, Krishna says the balance. Right? There has to be certain recreation, certain... So... Uh, and then, and then that's the whole point that one has to 
and Prabhupada in the same context in Isha Upanishad also says that there is ignorance and knowledge, right? But certain amount of ignorance is required in this world to survive. And also a certain amount of knowledge, right? So, the, like the example, sleeping in ignorance, we require that so that we can perform devotional service. So, in that way, sense, little amount of regulated sense gratification is required in order to perform bhakti. Is that okay? Thank you, Prabhupada. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Prabhu, you mentioned in the class about how uh, when our bhakti activities, when the inspiration turns inwards, yes. then that's a sign of progress. Yes. You also mentioned about how our attitude displays our sign of progress. Yes. So all these changes, uh, the attitude and uh, our inspiration turning inwards, all these changes, do they happen automatically as we just continue practicing our bhakti or do we have to separately cultivate them? No, nothing happens automatically. It doesn't, it's, um, so I, I know you know this quote also, I think in Nectar of Devotion, that your sadhana should not be wasted mechanically. You have written in that. Anyway, so one's performance of sadhana, one's performance of devotional service should not be mechanical. It has to fetch you something. It's then only you are going to the next level. That you are not taking your chanting casual, you are not taking your reading or performance of devotional service as... Then we are just on the same level of devotional service. So we have to push ourselves to the next level. So then we have to put an endeavor in our effort in devotional service. And obviously our service to um, um, spiritual master and other devotees should be increased in the way that we should be able to develop their qualities, we should develop their attitude. And the attitude which is mentioned is servant of the servant, basically. That is exactly opposite to the material attitude that one has to become a master. So, um, we have to work we have to work on our sadhana, especially, and we have to work our, on our um, sadhachar and our studies. So this thing should be not done in a mechanical fashion. That's what um, in Nectar of Devotion also mentioned. That one, has, one should not make his sadhana, you know, uh, not, uh, mean, as a casual thing. Right? Well, we have to anartha nivritti nishta. Why this progression is given? Shraddha, sadhu sangha, bhajana kriya, anartha nivritti nishta, then asakti, ruchi, bhava, prema. Why is given? It's not given just, uh, okay, it sounds great. No. This is how one has to progress, then we should see how we are progressing in that. Hmm? So, and one, one, when, when one knows that this is all ahead of him, then he takes a little bit serious on his performance of devotional service. Because uh, it's not just, uh, okay, it's like, uh, Many people think that, you know, initiation is my goal <laughs> in my devotional service. Everything is, I'm doing, okay, I get initiated. No, initiation means it's starting. It's not the end. Right? Actually, also there is a graph that, you know, when, when initially we are very much interested, enthusiastic, and after two years in devotional service, then there is a checkpoint, there is a downfall. Usually, right? Then one get over that, and then after some years, then again one feel down. There's no motivation to perform devotional service. There's no enthusiasm to perform. I'm just doing because, you know, I'm part of this, my identity. 
in order to survive my identity, I have to perform these activities. Then the society will accept me as an identified person. Okay, you are a devotee, right? Because there are certain characteristics and certain trademarks that you need to tick off so that you are acknowledged that you are a devotee. So that I can be externally present as a devotee. But this is not just what is meant that you live a life like this and then you die. Right? We have to see what is our internal churning and internal thing. So we have to progress in that way. Right? So because in Kali Yuga it's very easy to put a show. Ah, okay, fine, I've been here for some years. I know I get this many Hari Bowls and Hare Krishna. I know this much acknowledgement. I've got a position, I've got a name, I've got some things to do, right? So I'm in good shape, no. What about the internal uh, growth of a devotee? What is about his internal meditation? And what is his sadhana? What is his attentiveness in the sadhana? Right? So this actually, what, what, what is his uh, aspiration? This only that person knows and Krishna knows. So then, that's why Rupa Goswami also, you know, puts that um, that he has to work on the attitude, which is more like an internal thing, right? It is more like a, something which is uh, a person has to work on it. So that's why it's very important that we get that um, thing right at the very set of our devotional service. That's why the, the Rupa Goswami explains that pure devotional service in the outset of the starting of the book. And even uh, many literatures, like when we read Srimad Bhagavatam or even in case Bhagavad Gita, hmm, we talk, they talk about, uh, in Bhagavad Gita especially, uh, chapters talk about the qualities of a demon and a devotee in great length. 16th chapter talks about the full length of demon and then many chapters, chapter 13, then 12, 8, many chapters talks about the divine qualities as well. And uh, when you read these sections, this looks very um, uh, very tough because it has to, this has to, this quality has to manifest in a person. Huh? So, the recent uh, recent uh, thing of uh, we hear that when you perform Krishna consciousness all the qualities of demigod manifest in a person right like that many things are there for like what we discuss if you perform devotional service renunciation and knowledge come to a person if you perform devotional service, a person is blissful. Or many things you will come across in um, the books of reader, Srila Prabhupada. And they portray devotional service very high also. Like um, devotional service, if you consider devotional service, then the liberation, impersonal liberation, or sense gratification is very insignificant. And devotional service is greater than Krishna because it can attract Krishna. So like that. Now, let us put in reverse order. Think like this. If a person doesn't have good godly qualities or good qualities, what that does it mean? He is not performing Krishna conscious properly. If a person have attraction to impersonal liberation or monistic theory or if a person interested in sense gratification, then my devotional service, I'm not getting juice out of my devotional service. If a person is interested in any other thing apart from devotional service, that means I'm not attracted towards Krishna. So if we turn it around, then that gives you a, like a alarm clock bell that I should do something. So, then you will work on the quality. So, the Krishna mentioned, these are the qualities very dear to me, these are the things very dear to me. If you perform divorce, all these qualities will manifest. 
So then we should think, okay, these things are not happening, so that means my devotional service is something happening wrong. So let me assess my devotional service. Something somewhere I'm doing wrong. I'm not chanting properly. I'm not attentively hearing properly. I'm not there properly. So let me increase the heat of my devotional service. So then this should come. Because it is mentioned in the scripture. So this one way we can look at the things in a different way so we can introspect and assess ourselves. I hope that clarifies some part of your question. Is it okay? Okay. Let's stop here. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai.